Welcome to the Options Millionaire Podcast, where we walk you through the tools, techniques, and strategies we use to become seven-figure traders in the options market. Your hosts are Peter and Travis, founders of the Options Wealth Academy. Oh, you want me to say welcome back, everybody? Oh, you want me to do the one? <laughs> I can do it. No, that's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Options Millionaire Podcast. This is episode number four. And right. Travis and I are going to cover the three myths about options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're each going to cover what we consider three myths we've heard in our career. I've been doing this several decades. Peter is right behind me. So combined, we have probably nearly close to 40 years of option trading experience. And so um, we've tried to share with our friends and family. Like we get excited. We saw how much money we were making and the freedom we were experiencing. And we tried to share it. <laughs> Unsuccessfully, <laughs> generally, at least for me, Peter is more successful at sharing it with his family and friends than I am. But <laughs> I wouldn't say that necessarily. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, but yeah, but when we do share it, we do encounter myths, head trash, negative head trash is what my mentor called it. People have because they've a lot of people have heard about options, not well, n- relatively few have heard about options, the ones who have heard about them have usually heard negative things. And so they are heard to stay away from them. And that leads to the first myth. People hear that option trading is risky, right? Option trading is risky. You'll lose all your money. You know, you hear this from quote unquote experts, financial advisors, people on TV, and they they share some stories about how people lost all their money. And so this myth is kind of tricky because it's both true and false, right? And And see, people are probably surprised that I said that. And here's why. Mentally, we're not, I don't think, equipped to handle the difference between a myth and a fact, right? A lot of people look at myths and they treat them as if they're facts, right? And no, a myth is just that. It could be true and false. So I want to cover both sides. Option trading is not risky for me right now because I am more prudent as I've aged, I've matured. I don't gamble my money anymore. I'm really conservative with my money. Um, I protect myself against losing money. And I always focus on risk first, profit second. I always focus on the risk of losing money before I focus on trying to make money. I want to make sure I don't lose all my money. So I just use options to leverage my money. Like I can invest a dollar and make two, three, four dollars off that one dollar investment. So it's a leverage return. I, I invest a small amount, but I get a big amount in return. That's why I use options, leverage, right? I get bigger bang for my buck, I think is the term to use, right? So in that sense, option trading is not risky for me. I found a way to conservatively use them to build wealth. And if you know my story, I achieved financial freedom and left corporate America when I was 34. So it's hard for you to it's hard for people to tell me that option trading is risky when I'm looking at my life and I'm like, Option trading is the reason I'm free right now. I don't have to work at a job anymore. So it, it's almost offensive. Like, how can you tell me what I do for a living is risky? I'm like, I, I, you know, I don't blow up my account. Now, let's go back to the old Travis. <laughs> Option trading was definitely risky for me when I started because I, I started with a 10 grand account. A few months later, I grew that account to 70 grand. And it's because I was betting my entire account mostly on risky investments. I was gambling and it worked out for me initially, right? I eventually lost all that money and had a yo-yo account from there. It's because I was using options in a risky way. And that's why option trading is risky as a myth is because 
the fact and the uh, the fact is that options are just like dollar bills, right? They're not risky in and of itself. You are what makes uh, having money risky, or you are what makes option trading risky. If the person has risky behavior, they're an idiot. They gamble all their money. They're too hard headed to follow conservative money management principles, right? Yeah, option trading is risky for that person because that person has risky habits or risky personality, right? But if you, or let me use this. I use this as an example sometimes. Like a, um, let's use a fast car. Like what's a fast car that people like? Lambos, right? Lamborghinis, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say you give a Lamborghini to a seventy-year-old kid who just got his license. And they hear the roar of that engine, the power when they put on that, you know, put their foot on the gas pedal, right? And a kid that young has not, it's scientifically proven, guys, our brains don't really mature. I think it's somewhere in our 20s. Anyway, you can almost bet that 70-year-old kid is not going to drive that Lambo slow. They're going to try to show off in front of their friends. They're going to try to go fast. It just That's just the nature of younger kids, right? Now, you give that Lamborghini to a 67-year-old guy, right? Grandpa. He has grandkids, right? You know, Papa. They call him Papa. You put him in a Lamborghini. Do you think he's going to be speeding down a highway 180 miles per hour? Right? He might be tempted. Like, guys, we just have this ego about us, right? But most likely, he's going to drive that car in a mature, responsible manner. He might test it out to see the power, but he's not going to be reckless with it. You see, those are two different ways of using the car. And was the car risky? Are Lamborghinis risky? No, it depends on who's behind the wheel. And that's the same with option trading. And that was a very long way. I forgot we're trying to keep these short. So let me move on to my second myth here. (laughs) I go on and on about that because I'm like, people are holding themselves back, man. They're, They're stuck. Like they're broke struggling financially. I'm like, you could literally be financially free in like five years with option trading, a millionaire in 10, but you're not because you're stuck on these myths and people are holding you back. So that's why I'm really passionate about that. I see too many people struggle. I'm like, man, only if they knew what Peter and I know, um, they, they, they wouldn't struggle. Anyway, second myth, at least a second myth. Uh, people, I once told somebody I made like 200% return on my money in a year with options. And it was my fault. I sh- it was true, but I, I posted it in a, a, a blog of a bondhold investor. And he has a large following of bondhold investors who believes in buying index funds, being super conservative. Don't try to beat the market, et cetera, et cetera. Wrong place to post about option trading, right? But, I, I know exactly yeah. who this guy is. Too. Yeah. But I was just super excited, right? Just because, and, and they were saying, oh, technical analysis and trading doesn't work. And I was like, it, it disappointed me because I really looked up to this guy. I'm like, and I was hoping to kind of plant a seed. Like, I, I understand your point where you're coming from. I said, but the same thing you said doesn't work. As I use this shit to make 200%, man, they lit me up <laughs> in the comment section. And one of the guys was like, any idiot monkey can make money in that market. Like, they tore me up, right? Because they just thought I was a scammer. And then, because I talked about, I, I modeled, the reason I made so much money is because I modeled an investment strategy, an option strategy used by Warren Buffett. And people, and he was like, Warren Buffett hates options and doesn't use them. And that's the myth. People are, people think as Warren Buffett is a billionaire investor, one of the world's best investors, right? And they, they viewed him as a value investor. That's how he made his money buying stocks, you know, when they were low and holding them forever. 
And I, that disappointed even more that you got all these people who don't realize that Warren Buffett used options and made billions of dollars in profit from it. A billionaire made billions in profits from using a, a secret option strategy that hardly anyone talked about. And it's very hard to find articles on it in his interviews. He never, I don't think I've ever heard him in one verbal interview talk about that option strategy. It's listed in his uh, company filings and his company reports that you have to read, buried in those, but uh, it's, a, it's a secret option strategy. And so I was disappointed that all these people who modeled him, because again, these were bond hold investors I was speaking to, they all looked up to Warren Buffett and they had no clue that a lot of his money was coming from options. And so I was like, wow, uh, that's a huge myth that's holding people back because I modeled him. And yeah, you fo- you follow the strategy of a billionaire. Ah, I made money, a lot of money. So it wasn't a surprise to me. So let me move on to the last and third myth here. Um, I was joking with Peter. I was like, oh, let me take this myth because I love poking the bear on this one. And this, this myth is option selling is better than option buying. When you learn about options, there are two different camps. You can be an options buyer or an options seller. And 90% of the content you'll see online is that option selling is better than option buying. You also see that option buying is a loser's game. That could be a, a myth in all of itself, right? Um, and so I say those people, those option sellers who say that, they're idiots, right? Complete idiots and they're bigots. And I used to be one. So I'm, I'm speaking from experience. And so I love poking the bear. I love getting in their face. I'm like, you're an idiot. I make way more money because I buy options. You're stuck in your little box, your option selling square box, and you can't get out of it. And so that's why you don't get the performance I get. You know, you know, people watch me get 30, 40, 50, 60% of my money in a year. And they're like, how do you do that? Because I buy options. I don't sell options. All right. I stopped listening to the lies of option selling is better. So that's a myth. That's a definitely a myth. It's not a fact. It's just different. And I wouldn't say it's better than buying. It's just different. And then what my mentor taught me, he said, and so the reason I said I used to be a bigot is because I used to be an option buying bigot, right? I I hated option selling. I used to be like, option selling is stupid. I'm making 50 to 100% return on my money with option buying. Why would I settle for like a 10 to 20% return selling options, right? I was just like, it made zero sense to me. So I used to be a bigot. I used to be stuck in my little square box, but I learned from a millionaire. He was like, you know what? Try not to be an either or thinker, right? Um, bigotry holds you back. Bigotry is where you're closed off to other people's opinions. And he was like, don't be a bigot. Don't be an option buying bigot. He said, don't be an either or thinker, be a both, right? Learn from both camps. Learn from people you disagree with. They're successful. So they're not idiots, right? Even though you're calling them idiots, they're not idiots, Travis. They're successful. So why don't you learn why they're successful and then be a both thinker, learn both option selling and option buying so you can get the best of both worlds. I'm like, wow, that's pretty smart, right? And so he taught me not to be an either or thinker, but both, right? And so now Peter and I, we both buy and sell options and we get the best of both worlds. Option buying grows our account at an accelerated rate. Option selling gives us consistent income each month. And so um, people who believe what they read online will never experience what we experience is because they're listening to the lies that option selling is better than option buying and option buying is a loser's game. They will never get our returns and never experience the freedom we have. It's because they're being an either or thinker or what I like to call a bigot. With that, I will shut up. Peter, you can take over. <laughs> you can't see Peter's face on the audio, but he has got this big cheesy Kool-Aid smile on his face. Well, there's so many, you know, what's great about it is I knew that 
just listening to what your take on the three myths would be it would spur so many other conversations in, in my mind and things I wanted to ask you. Um, but for the sake of time, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. But yeah, write them down. We could cover them in another yeah, podcast. Episode. Yeah, we definitely will because it's uh, there's a lot of great things. I think one of the biggest things that you covered was just that the last point. I mean, um, that you know we. It's funny because I was doing my end year. I'm working on my end of year review for the two strategies that we teach in the Options Wealth Academy. And um, I'm looking at it and it's like, so on my selling strategy, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm only down uh, when you look at, now I was using a small trading account. So our risk formula is a little bit different, but the market mm-hmm. was down at the time when I was recorded my numbers, the market was down 17%. And as an options trader, I was down 13%. And so some people might look at that and say, well, that that's not good. And it's like, that's actually really good for an options <laughs> trader because options yeah. are so leveraged. <laughs> yeah, they uh, are. So to be down less than what the market is uh, on a selling strategy, I think is fantastic. Um, and then you look at the buying strategy, I'm down more and because the buying has a little bit more risk. And that's kind of going to bring me into my my first option myth, which same one as what Travis covered, options trading is risky. And I look at it from uh, the perspective that, yes, options trading is, is it's really no more risky than crossing the street if you know how to cross the street. And that's what really what it comes down to. Travis used a great example with the car. And I kind of think of it as walking across the street. You know, if you if you use a crosswalk, you look both ways before you cross uh, in almost every case, you're going to get across quickly and and safely. Um, there are going to be the few times that someone might hit you or try, you know, accidentally hit you, or usually you'll get out of the way. But bottom line is, uh, using those uh, parameters, you usually cross the street. However, if you fail to use a crosswalk, you fail to look both ways, you fail to use some common sense, good chance you're going to get a run over. And I look at options trading as the same way. Um, it's If you fail to understand options, aka the crosswalk, you don't know the difference between buying and selling, aka looking both ways, and you risk a majority of your account on one trade, aka common sense, you're most likely going to lose all your money trading options. Um, but uh, if, you know, when I look at options as risky, the reality is investing is risky. So it really comes down to what Travis talked about in the beginning, and that's just managing your risk. You can't ever, I, I don't believe in my opinion, you can ever mitigate, meaning get rid of risk in its entirety. Entirety. You can when it comes to investing, it means you're not investing. It means that you just save money and it never grows. It never does anything for you. It's just an inanimate object sitting in a bank account somewhere. But a risking or a tr- investing takes some form of risk. So one of the things I was taught from the very beginning when I learned options trading, and for those of you that are new, that's the number one focus is figure out a risk system first. Um, Once you figure that out, you're going to find that options trading really isn't any more risky than crossing the street, which you probably do every day uh, with no, with no event. Right. So that's the first one. uh, When I look at options trading is risky. The other one I wanted to cover was options trading can double your account quickly. Um, And, while this is true, and there's a lot of gurus that will market off of this, hey, 
I turned a 5k account into 20k in two weeks. Um, that that can happen. Um, the reality, though, is it goes right back to that first risk thing we talked about. Because the reality of option of options trading, investing, no matter what it is, there's a certain amount of risk involved. And with options, um, they're leveraged, right? So an option is leveraged against a derivative, and that's what gives it that oomph, right? So, so while you can double your account, in many cases, in order to do that, you've got to risk all of your account. And so I've had um, very few times where, yes, I've had option trades hit 100, 150, 200% returns, but that was based on my risk. Um, that was based on the investment I put into it. It wasn't based on my account size. So um, I've had, I've, I was able to turn a 5K account into 47K in just uh, just about two years. Um, but that had to do with a very strong market. I was in a very strong market and I was relentless at focusing on my strategies. The interesting thing is I didn't risk uh, a majority of my money when I did that. Um, so uh, I think that's a, a real myth to not get hung up on because the reality of trying to get rich quick ends up biting you later. And so trying to double your account quickly using options is, um, I think, a very dangerous game. It's a myth, though, in that most people don't do it. Even some of the most experienced options traders um, rarely do it because once they learn the risk parameter game, like Travis was talking about, he learned how to do it quickly. And then he blew out his account because the reality is you can double your account quickly. You can lose your account just as quickly if you're not focusing on risk. So um, that's really what I wanted to cover on that one. The last one I wanted to cover, I think is really important. Options are complicated. And um, while this is, it can tend to be true, it's really a myth. Um, uh, if you think about it, I like to kind of equate options trading in the same manner Travis did in driving a car. Um, if you look at the automobile, it's a very complicated system. Even if you look at the first automobile, but just looking at automobiles today, extremely complicated. If you opened up the hood of your brand new BMW, you probably wouldn't understand most of what you're looking at. Um, but the reality is you don't need to, right? You don't need to know those things to drive that car. And this is the same with options trading. There's a lot of complications. You have the Black, Black and Scholes model. Options are based on a, a huge math equation, which I've I've read it. And I usually read it whenever I have a hard time going to sleep because that's what it did. It was so complicated, so difficult to figure out how they price options and then trying to figure that out with like the Greeks and all that. It can be very complicated. And then Travis covered this in our last episode, I think it was, where he talked about how uh, the uh, conspiracy theory that they make it difficult just to keep you out of it. Um, but the reality is that when you boil down the basic fundamentals of options and you learn those basic foundations and you just look at the basic fundamentals, you you marry that with a system that works and a system or a group you can belong to, you'll find that options aren't really that complicated at all. Um, it'll take you a little bit to learn them, but um, they're not that. They're not that complicated. So just like driving a car, you can look at a car, even new cars today, you ever rent a brand new car and, and you'll see there's all these 
gadgets, right? And you kind of have to take some time just to figure out how to adjust the mirrors. But usually within 10 minutes, you've figured out most of that car. And then half after driving down the highway, you figured out the rest. Within a day, you figured it out. Options can be very similar in that equation. Um, they can look complicated, but when it comes down to it, when you find the right system that works for you, um, like our system is really not that complicated. Um, the, the, the systems in place are pretty, pretty simple to, to use. And most of the times what complicates it is us. So, uh, and that is it, Travis. That's what I have on the, my top three myths. Great. You were very short and concise, unlike I. So <laughs> probably had to because I waxed on for so long, but they were good, Peter. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. No, it was good stuff. It just, uh, yours just kind of totally threw me in a different direction from what I wrote down to some uh, degree. Not um, not in my, just what I was going to talk about, just because it's so important how you talked about, like the risk factor, I think is important that people understand that. Mm-hmm. You have to take some kind of risk if you're mm-hmm. going to, if you're going to grow your wealth, there's certain risks you have to take. But like what we do is we take calculated ones. We know what go. our risks are going into it mm-hmm. um, and we understand them. I think, you know, I was reading that article about that poor 20 year old kid that committed suicide because of what had ha- transpired in his options trading account, his Robinhood mm-hmm. account. Mm-hmm. And it it was really unfortunate because he just didn't understand the basic fundamentals of options. So he was trading a credit spread mm-hmm. and you read that, that whole thing. And it's like, wow, it's if, if he, if he was plugged into a system, mm-hmm. if he had a mentor, someone he could go to, none of that would have ever happened because they yeah. would have easily explained to him, Hey, your account uh, is showing a negative 700,000, but that's that's normal in a credit spread that expires in the money. It has yeah. to settle out, and it usually mm-hmm. takes a day to do that. So, unfortunate. But again, um, that's the risky one is the one that gets the most attention, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, investing long term is risky if you don't know what you're doing. You can put a yeah, hundred sure. grand into a brand new company that goes to zero seven years from now. You just lost a hundred grand. So. Yeah, now, knowing what I know now, and I'll, I'll shut up after this, buy and hold is riskier than option trading. And that is mm-hmm. definitely like, uh, it was offensive to most people. Like, if you knew what I knew, you would clearly see how buy and hold is hands down way riskier than option trading. And I won't get into all the reasons why, but I'll just leave you with that for you to chew on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good segue to the end of uh, this week's podcast. That's right. We hope you all enjoyed this, our, our profitable rambles that hopefully put money in your pocket. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Yeah. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Options Millionaire Podcast. Be sure to join us each week as we dive into all the tools and techniques we use to become seven-figure traders. For more information and a copy of our show notes, head to www.optionswealthacademy.com.